welcome to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. As always, I'm your host Peter and I'm a certified intuitive eating pro skills facilitator and an eating psychology coach. I'm also a qualified trauma-informed practitioner and well-being coach and what all of this means is that I support wonderful souls to heal their relationship with food, their body and themselves. This week we are looking at stress. Um, This is one of the number one things that when I pop questionnaires out there about what people are struggling with, what they'd like support with and help with, stress is the biggest one. So I'm going to be sharing with you a workshop which focuses on identifying your personal stresses in life, how you currently cope and manage these your stress response and ways in which you can better manage your personal stress. So I'd really recommend having a pen and paper for this workshop. Um, There are loads of times where I'll say pause the video, I mean pause the podcast, but this is um, an audio version of the video, um, which you can watch on YouTube if you would prefer to watch it with slides. Um, But it's just a case of being able to pause, note down, these stressors, how you're coping and managing these, what your stress responses are and identifying those and then looking at ways to move forward in order to cope with stress in a healthy way but also ensure that wherever possible you're preventing stress in your life. So we're looking at that preventative and that responsive um, response to stress. As always, if you have any questions around self-kindness, self-compassion, self-care, intuitive eating, body image acceptance, or anything else I talk about, please pop an email over to Peter, that's P-E-T-A, at nourishingsoulfully.com. Let's get on with the workshop. Hello and welcome to this Nourishing Soulfully workshop, Stress Less. I'm Peter, I am your self-kindness coach. I'm also a certified intuitive eating facilitator and a trauma-informed practitioner. And what all of this means is that I support people like you to heal their relationship with food, their body and themselves. And today we are looking at stress and how you can stress less. So for this workshop, you're going to need a journal or a notebook or even just a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil to take notes. There are some prompts along the way and I encourage you to pause the video as you work through it. You'll notice that this video is quite short but this is because it doesn't include the time that you're going to need to work through some of these questions. So make sure you pause the video as and when I suggest that you do so that you get the most out of this workshop. Let's begin. So how much time do you think you spend stressing each day? Take a moment to jot down everything you stress about and pause the video now. On the screen, there's a head with an oval for a brain. And on your paper, I'd like you to draw an oval outline. It doesn't need to be perfect. And I'd like you to colour in how much brain space stress takes up. Pause the video whilst you do that. We constantly overestimate how happy or unhappy we will feel if something happens, either good or bad. 
And this has been proven time and time again. And we constantly overestimate how much others think about us too. And this, of course, adds to that stress in that oval brain there on your page. So have you ever been to the beach or the gym and felt like everyone was watching you and felt so very self-conscious of yourself, only to realise that everyone is feeling the same and so not really paying attention to anyone else but themselves? This often happens in day-to-day life too. I promise, no one is thinking about you as much as you think they are. And a study by Kenneth Savatsky and co, focusing on whether others judge us as harshly as we think, found that they don't judge us anywhere near as harshly as we believe that they do. What plays a big part in this is the fact that we carry a library of all of our failures in life, all of the times things haven't gone the way we planned and the various decisions that have turned out not to be the right decisions we've made. We carry that library with us and we judge ourselves really harshly due to this library, never keeping in mind that everyone has a library like this. Everyone makes these mistakes because we're all learning at this thing called life and in order to learn and to get things right, we have to fail. And in order to fail, we have to try. We have to have the courage to go for it. And what I'm getting at with this library is that when something goes wrong or when you're comparing yourself to others, you have that whole library to call upon and go, well, I did this and then I did this and I made that mistake. And it was never a clear, like a set journey, a straight journey. I was ping-ponging all over the shop. And if I'd have done this, then that would have worked out better. But just remember, no one else can see your library. They can't see all of those mistakes that you've made, all of the things that have gotten you to where you're at right now, just like you can't see theirs. Everyone has got this library in their mind. What I'd like you to do is have a think about what is in your library of failures that you carry with you and that you fear others are remembering and judging you on um, that then activates that stress response in you. Pause the video now whilst you think about this. It may be worth kind of really mulling this over, making, maybe making a cuppa, having a think about what are all of these things that I carry with me and I fear that others know about me or remember. And so they're judging me on that. That's kind of also adding to what they think about me. Pause now. We want others to think good things about us because instinctually we want to grow and tend to long-lasting relationships. So think about how much of your day is spent interacting with others from eating dinner to texting friends, um, interacting with people on Instagram, chatting to someone in the kitchen at work, getting on the bus, etc. So much of what we do is around others. For us to be at our happiest, scientists believe we must have at least one intimate relationship. And I don't mean intimate as in sexual, I mean close. So it's very understandable that what we want to do is we want to nurture relationships with others. But this shouldn't be to the detriment of our own well-being. It shouldn't be to the point where we end up driving others away because we become anxious or frustrated or stressed and have certain expectations of what people should think about us. As humans, we often take things a step too far. Yep, we should nurture relationships by being there and responding and just naturally engaging others, but we don't have to take it that step further. We don't have to people please. And I guess we want to know what they're thinking and we want to be able to control what they think too. If I do this, then they'll think this about me. So for example, if I have a clean home, they'll think I'm a tidy, clean and good person. 
but we're not the other person. We don't know about all of their experiences that they've had in their life. So they may know someone who has a very clean and tidy home, but is overly organised, controlling, lacks flexibility and hates people touching anything or moving things out of place. And for them, clean and tidy doesn't equal a welcoming, kind person. Again, we don't know what's in their library, what's adding to how they think, the opinions that they form. So take a moment now to have a think about what thoughts of other people's do you try to control with your actions. Pause now whilst you do that, take your time with it again. Really kind of deep dive into this, have a think about what thoughts of other people's do you try to control with your actions. Pause now. So this could be things like the food in your cupboards or the food that you take to work. That maybe you don't want that food, you don't like that food, you prefer to have other food, but by doing so, you think people will form certain opinions about you. It may be how you engage with your children, how you drop off and pick them up at school. It might be homework or parties. It might be how good your hair looks or how well behaved your dog is. It could be how well kept your garden is or how neat your handwriting is. What are the thoughts that you want them to think about you? Can you kind of think about the exact wording of those thoughts? Maybe it is, I want them to think I'm a good person. I want them to think I'm the best person. I want them to think I have the neatest, bestest handwriting. And so I am the most intelligent, smartest, lovely person in the world. Really think about that wording and how that plays out in your mind and note that down if you can. Pause whilst you do that. So looking at this, how does this trying to control add to your stress levels? Does it make you more stressed? Does it make you more anxious, more uptight? Are you desperately trying to control these areas and actually it's just building the stress for you, it's just adding to it? Pause whilst you consider that. So of course, all of this, this kind of what people think of us, trying to essentially, when we're trying to control what people think of us, it essentially is manipulating their thoughts. We're, we're trying to manipulate their opinion of us. And this comes down to people pleasing. So how do we stop people pleasing? Well, we need to start pleasing ourselves. We need to stop focusing on what others may think about what we're doing because we have no way of predicting this. And also, is it really any of their business how we live our lives? Probably not, because those who matter just want to see us happy. They genuinely do. I am sure that for you, the people who matter to you, you just want to see them happy and doing what they need to do and want to do to make them happy. We need to treat ourselves with kindness and love because when we do, we're setting that expectations for others to do the same. We're sending out a message of, I am good enough, I am worthy enough, I deserve respect, I deserve kindness. And when we bring that focus inwards, we spend more time thinking about our needs and fulfilling those needs rather than what we think our needs should be and what people should or will think. So what other things, apart from people pleasing, because we, we know what you need to do there. When it comes to people pleasing, it's about starting to turn that inwards and go, how can I please myself? How can I stop spending all of that time and energy on people pleasing? And of course, there's so much more to it, but it's a great place to start. And how can I focus on myself? So setting that aside, 
What other things cause you to feel stressed? Pause the video now whilst you note those things down. How do you cope with stress currently? Don't be ashamed to write it all down. Just note down all of the different ways in which you cope with stress. Thinking about managing things before you get stressed. So how would you like to cope with stress moving forwards? What do you know works well for you? So I'd like you to have a think about how can you manage things before you get to that point? So it may be that work really stresses you out, but you know if you have a to-do list which you write down on Monday at work and you get a good chunk of it sorted and you create protected time within your calendar for certain tasks that come Friday, you won't, the likelihood is you won't be as stressed. It's one of those things that helps you to be proactive and manage things before you get there. This would go on there. So really thinking about all of these different areas, look at what else stresses you out apart from people pleasing and then what helps you to manage things before you get to the point that you get stressed. Pause now whilst you write those things down. Now I'd like you to think about how you manage your own stress. So once you're there, you're there. Like there's, there's no going back. We can't turn the clocks back. So there is no point crying over spilled milk because this is where we're at. So we let that go and we go, right, I am stressed. How do I best manage stress? So we're gonna have different ways. We're gonna have ways in which we manage stress, which are our go-tos, which actually do not work well for us. So this can be a hyper-activated stress response where we're doing, 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 doing. Um, we're overdoing, we're over-anxious, we're over, potentially over energetic, potentially over-focused, hyper-focused. So, or we could be hypo. Um, so in that hypo state where we kind of stop, we kind of just bury our head in the sand a bit. There are feelings, depressed feelings, so not depression essentially, but depressed feelings, feeling a bit low, feeling like we're struggling, don't have the energy, feeling um, really lethargic. I personally fall into that hyper. So I will, when I get stressed, I will try to control more. So I will tend to be juggling so many plates and I want to take more plates on to juggle because I get this feeling that then I'm in control. So I will turn to cleaning, cooking, getting everything done. Suddenly there are jobs in the house which truly don't need to be done and I will be fixated on doing them. I'll be like, well, it needs to be done now, it's got to be done today, everything else has to wait and that's how my stress can be managed at times. I know that actually that's not a great way for me to manage stress. It doesn't make me feel good. It makes, it builds that up more for me. Um, and so in actual fact, managing my stress works really well if I can get more sleep, if I can get fresh air, if I can go on a walk. It's those simple things again. It's those simple things that we know, if I just took half an hour out to go on a walk, I'd probably calm myself down and I'd be in a much better place to continue to manage this stress. So pause now whilst you think about how you manage stress, the negative ways in which you manage stress and the positive ways in which you manage stress. And now I'd like you to think about your expectations. How, what do you expect of yourself? Do you expect yourself just to be able to manage all of this? Because 
that's really harsh. You're human. We can't manage all of the stress that life throws at us sometimes. It, we can't live a stress-free life. That's just not possible because we have interactions with others. We have things that are going on. We've got things that we're working on, working towards. Things don't always pan out as we would hope them to. But what are your expectations of yourself? Do you think that you should just be able to keep going and going and going? Do you think that most other people can manage this stress? Because I'm willing to bet they can't. So really get honest with yourself, be brutally honest and kind of go, well, these are my expectations. Is that possible? Would I expect that of any other person in this world? Pause whilst you think about that. So big question here, what are your needs and wants? Take a look at the brain you coloured in at the beginning of the workshop. It is pretty full of stress, I imagine. It's taken up a lot of space. So how is that impacting your needs and wants? What are your needs and wants? Before we move on to how it's impacting it, can you just for a moment write those needs and wants down? What do you need? What do you want? Pause now. So what is this stress stopping you from doing in life? Take some time now, really take a good amount of time to have a think about what is this stress stopping you from doing? What needs and wants is it stopping you from being able to reach, to embrace? So three step stress management plan. Step one something to calm. So we're in this stress state. This is for when, this isn't about proactiveness and not getting there and expectations, etc. This is about we're there, we've reached that stressful place, there's nothing we can do about it, we need to focus. So step one is something to calm. Breathing techniques can work well for most people because it really settles our parasympathetic nervous system. So have a think about something that's going to calm you. It might be a walk, it might be just getting some fresh air, it may be making a cup of tea, it might be doing 30 seconds of breathing exercises. Step two is to create a small plan of action. So three steps, you don't want any more, that's just gonna add more stress. Um, more stress. So in the moment, it, this is gonna look different for each situation that you are in where you feel this stress, but number one, something to calm, number two, you make a small plan of action of three steps, one, two, three, this is what I'm gonna do, and then number three is you take action. This gives us that element of control, we've calmed ourselves down, we've taken control of the situation, we've worked out what we're gonna do in three steps to make things better, to progress, to move forward, and then we're gonna take action. It's simple. I know it's simple, but it's not always easy. And that's just like everything, all of the workshops I share, all of the courses that I share here at Nourishing Soulfully, the, the majority of it, once we understand the theory behind it, is very simple. I choose simple methods and for a reason, because they are easy to remember and they're easy to do. And this is, it's so important that we don't start overcomplicating things, especially when it comes to stress. If we have this complicated stress management plan, it's not going to help us in any way whatsoever. Keep it simple. So thank you so much for taking this Nourishing Soulfully workshop. If you have any questions, pop an email over to peter at nourishingsoulfully.com that's at the top of this page here. 
And I'd just like to let you know about Elevate if you don't know about it already, which is a course in self-kindness and self-care. So Elevate teaches you to take proper care of yourself. Um, it is a life-changing course. I've been told by those who have taken the course that it has genuinely changed their lives. And it will guide you to feeling like your true self, elevating you to a new level of respect, understanding, gratitude, and belief. So Elevate has a private website with 12 topics to complete. They come with audio coaching sessions. There is a printed Elevate workbook, which is sent to you. It's professionally printed and sent to you via post. And there are extra resources within each page if you'd like to access them. Um, it is self-paced and self-guided, meaning that you can do it at any time, on any day, from anywhere in the world, as long as you've got internet connection. Um, and you can always email me if you've got any questions. So if you're feeling disconnected, unbalanced, lacking an understanding of what you want, who you are and how to treat yourself, Elevate will support you in tuning into your intuition, in listening to your needs and in prioritising yourself. So for more information, visit nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash Elevate. Thank you once again for taking this Nourishing Soulfully workshop. If you're interested in more workshops, please visit the website where there are plenty available. And until next time, remember, be gentle, be kind. You're doing the best you can, always. Sending lots of love your way.